Wing.com. Live, local, and talking about the teams that matter to you. This is Talking Sports with Jim Shublin on ESPN Radio 1380 AM and 100.9 FM. Brought to you by Automotive Color and Supply. Good morning and welcome to Talking Sports for a Saturday, August 8th, 2020. Thanks for tuning in as we're talking local sports of all sorts until 10 o'clock. And as always, Talking Sports, as Mr. Announcer Voice said, is brought to you by Automotive Color and Supply. Over there, just across the console from me, is producer, co-host extraordinaire, Mr. Justin Kenny, who returns from a two-week sabbatical, or actually a vacation. Yes, sir. Man. Back in the seat. This was about your eighth week of vacation <laughs> since the start of the game. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not judging or anything like that. It's great. You know, you're the one that worked the deal. That's awesome. But... Uh, What'd you do? Where'd you go? What would you see? We went to uh, sunny Pensacola, Florida. Had oh. uh, rented a condo down there. Originally a uh, spring break plan that we pushed back due to the Rona. And uh, we were we were uh, cognizant of everything going on down there, as, as Florida is one of the hot spots. So mm-hmm. mostly hung around the pool and the beach, and uh, went to a couple sites uh, throughout. But um, you know, avoided congregated areas. We're, we're social distancing even at the beach. But nice low key condo halfway in between Pensacola Beach and Perdido Key. So we're close enough to the touristy areas uh, that we could get there if we wanted to. But um, mainly uh, surrounded by families and old people at the condo. It was nice. Well, and okay, so so you're still able to do what you want to do, and that was take a vacation. Yep. But you did so intelligently. Yes, which is rare for me. And logic. Well, I'm, I'm talking about your wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's the know. brains of the operation. <laughs> you know, and so you can you could still enjoy. Your yeah. life, your vacation, and things like that. But you were you, there again. Like I said, you use logic about it. So. Smart about it. You know, wore masks when he needed to. Even when we, you know, went to a, a couple inside stores just real quick to get some souvenir stuff. And uh, I went to the uh, the Gulf Shores National Seashore, which is just beautiful. Um, checked out a, a couple old Civil War forts. And, and Noah and I went over to uh, to Mobile one day. Saw the USS Alabama that's a, a floating museum over there. So did some stuff, stayed busy, but also cognizant of of uh, avoiding spaces that are, are uh, really uh, have a lot of people. So it was a lot of fun. A good recharge for my wife, especially now getting back into school, um, working at Huntington Catholic School, and then and, and Noah was ready to start school next Wednesday, and then we get the uh, the email yesterday that um, that Saint Elizabeth is going to push back a week, similar to what Bishop Lures did earlier this week, two days before they were supposed to start. See, they yeah, come out I'm, and say, hey, I'm pushing back. Stepdaughters in the East Allen County school system who start Monday yet, and then uh, grandsons at uh, Precious Blood who start Thursday. Yeah, and then uh, grandsons in the Fort Wayne Community School System who I believe start then the week following. Yeah, I know uh, Fort Wayne Community pushed theirs back a week. That was several weeks ago, but yeah, all over the spectrum in terms of when these uh, these schools are going to start, and we're all over the spectrum with. uh, with high school football and who's going to play and who's not going to play and who's going to yeah. have fans and who's not going to have fans. It's just wake me up in two weeks when we're yeah. playing football. <laughs> That's I mean, right. Really? Yeah. yeah. And, and <laughs> just, of course, now with your absence, uh, 
don't let this go to your head or anything, but it took two people to replace you. Oh, wow. A D.C. Hendricks the first uh, week. Yeah. And John Graham the second. Now, the first week, D.C. came in and uh, tried to play Stump Shovey with his rejoin music. Oh. His, his 70s music that he he was pretty certain that he could, uh, he could stump me. Yeah. Starts out with Boss Skaggs Lowdown from <laughs> one of my favorite albums of all time, Silk Degrees. And... From there on, it was just downhill for him. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> I felt for him. I almost got one wrong just so that he would feel better. smile. You know, I just wanted to see DC smile, but he couldn't. But uh, but that was, uh, you know, then Blake Sebring uh, was in the last couple of weeks as well, uh, you know, adding some intelligence to the show. Yeah, and so, much needed. Uh, oh, definitely. And when you're gone, yeah, you know, so. Um, oh, I don't know about that. So we, we, we made it. But, uh, yeah, so it sounds like you've had... Uh, had a good week and uh, yep. a good couple of weeks. And mine, um, I, I got to babysit my uh, three of my grandsons the other night. My daughter and son-in-law had to go to a kindergarten orientation. Okay. So I, I said, sure, I'll watch the boys over at your place. You know, my, my grandsons, 10, 5, and 2, Caleb, Wes, and Ronan. And uh, I thought, what could go wrong? So I get there. They leave. The the little ones are, are eating dinner. You know, they're they had chicken nuggets that were shaped like dinosaurs. They yeah, really those awesome. are we get those. those I'll are... tell you what. Yeah, and the first thing they do is bite the head off. It makes <laughs> you kind nice. of wonder about their future. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so you know they're eating, and then um, then my the youngest one wanted applesauce, sure, but it's in a like a squeeze thing, like a space age. Oh yeah, I'm not used to that. I'm used to little containers. But anyway, that's what they did, and then. Uh, and then a full bottle of water spilled on the couch. What? But because he was holding it in his mouth with his teeth, and it spilled out, boom, all over the place. And then the youngest one takes little tiny stickers and starts putting them on the wall. I said, "Don't do that." Well, he's at this stage now where everything is, why? Mm-hmm. So I said, "Don't, don't do that." He goes, "Why?" I said, "Don't do that." He goes, "Why?" And so I go into this long dissertation about what's going to happen to the wall and the paint. <laughs> and then so he takes him off that. It's like he needed a reason. Very nice. So I gave him a reason. You know, and then uh, then I had uh, bathroom duty uh, for the five-year-old. And then it happened. Then the two little ones are hiding in this coffee table area in the corner and playing uh, hide-and-seek. And all of a sudden, the five-year-old says, Ronan just drank shampoo. <laughs> and I thought, shampoo? I haven't dealt with shampoo. I, I've been shaving my head since 1998. So it's been 22 years since I've dealt with shampoo. So yeah. I didn't know. I, what, what do you do? And so I, I go back in history to when I used shampoo. And I thought, well, okay, what do you Okay, you always follow shampoo. With conditioner. So I got a conditioner. So here, take a sip of this. You should be fine. should be good. You, know, you want to thoroughly rinse it out or anything mm-hmm. like that. So, you know, uh, that, was, that was a little bit embellished there. But, uh, oh, my gosh. And then my, boy, my daughter and son-in-law came through the door, and, and I couldn't have been happier. But, uh, but uh, all, now, all that ends well. So, that's great. Uh, that, that was fun. Um, yesterday, got to uh, take part in Ken Horman's Blue Ball Open. Saw that was uh, going on. That was, yeah. uh, that was a lot of fun out at Chestnut Hills. And uh, th- it's only like the second time I've been out golfing, and my goodness, uh, it-, it was a blast. Uh, 
you know, shoot uh, uh, number 14, hole number 14 is a par 370 yards over water. And uh, in, in the one guy in the foursome says, you know, a wise man once told me, never aim for the pin. <clears throat> Just aim for the green. Just get it, get it close. Okay, so I'm on second or third up, so I, I step up there, take my shot, and I hit it pretty well. I'm going, ooh, that's that's pretty, wow, yeah. And it bounces, it bounces on the green. I go, hey, and then hits the pin. Oh, I wow. hit the pin on one bounce, and it, it nestled about two, two and a half feet away from the cup. So we, we, we tapped in for birdie, but I thought, you know, Boy, that, I tell you what, that, that don't aim for the pin, aim for the green. That's bull. <laughs> <laughs> because, because, by golly, I was aiming for the pin. But anyway, it was a fun time. So I got closer to the pin. I won that award. And, nice. And, uh, wow. And so Look the first you. time I've ever won anything in a golf outing. And, and people that have golfed with me know why. But, uh, no, we had, we had a good time. So then awesome. I came home and, and I was spent. <laughs> no good the rest of the evening. <laughs> but other than that, uh, hey, on this date in... In uh, Fort Wayne sports history, Rod Woodson in 2009 was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And were you able to experience Rod Woodson much? Not at the high school level. Uh, mm-hmm. Before my time, and even college, just I can remember bits so you and were pieces. Steelers, so Ravens, most Niners. Steelers, yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, just a phenomenal talent and, and arguably you know the best athlete to ever come out of fort wayne regardless just incredible sport i mean yes. just a, a phenomenal player a, a great person as well and uh you know following on those on those veins saw a couple days ago uh bernard pollard uh, is going to have his number retired by Southside high school well deserved yeah and so Bernard Pollard has been in the news a lot in the sporting world on the NASCAR side. Like he's been all in on NASCAR once Bubba Wallace's big thing, came, you know, came out with the uh, with the Black Lives Matter and stuff, and and how he was highlighted. Uh, Bernard Pollard has been like uh, all over NASCAR. He's been brought on broadcast and everything. Yeah, Hasn't he? yeah, and, and and he's into it. And I, you know, I follow him on Twitter as well. And, and I mean, he is. Yeah, he is one hundred percent. You know, to the floor, on in it, and and, uh, and enjoys it, enjoys the competition, enjoys the rush of of everything that uh, that is involved in in competitive um, auto racing. For that, yeah, you know, it's it's great to see. But it's it's to the point that his announcement that his jersey number is going to be retired with a picture on Twitter of a NASCAR, a stock car in a livery of Southside High School. Just had the logo all over the place. I mean, Bernard Pollard is uh, is Mr. Motorsport now. But yes. uh, definitely he's going to have his uh, number retired at Southside uh, in a game this season uh, out at uh, at Archer Field. So there should be a lot of uh, excitement there. But, you know, you mentioned uh, Rod Woodson, one of the greatest all-around athletes to ever come out of Fort Wayne. Uh, another uh, great all-around athlete uh, had a birthday this past Last week in Roosevelt Barnes. Yeah. And uh, he was Wayne High School in 1977, then went to Purdue and, uh, you know, played his four years of basketball and took a fifth year to play football. And uh, that uh, got him a, a job in the NFL with the Detroit Lions. And, uh, you know, w- what a great story he is. But, man, I'll tell you what, I pitched against Rosie back in the day. And um, and I'll tell you what, you, you better have a good breaking ball that, that you could, 
try to fool him with because you weren't fooling him with any kind of fastball. <laughs> I don't care if you threw 90 plus miles an hour or if you threw 60 plus. <laughs> you weren't going to fool Rosie Barnes with a pitch. And, and I'll tell you what, as far as being an outfielder, he played center field, but he could cover right. He could cover really? left. It didn't matter. And, and just a, just what a, a great first step to the ball and everything, too. And uh, it was always just a, a lot of fun competing against people like that, that you see them. But I, mean, I believe uh, all three years because of the fact that back then high school was uh, 10th, 11th, and 12th grade. Yeah. But uh, I believe he was a 12-time all-conference uh, selection in uh, in football in basketball, baseball, and track and field. So, uh, you know, just a, an incredible athlete in his own right. But, uh, and uh, like I said, uh, happy birthday to Rosie Barnes this past week as well. So, yes, our topics for today, you know, and I, I, I can't say this enough, outside the huddle.net is one of the greatest. If you are a sports fan, especially a high school football, basketball fan in and around northeast Indiana, you have to be following and have to be visiting on a regular basis outside the huddle.net. Uh, it's, it's the most comprehensive website for all things High school football, high school basketball in Northeast Indiana. And they are uh, putting out right now their, the, basically the, the rankings for the top teams in the area as well as the top 50 players. And of course, outside the huddle, no, no, uh, secret here, Justin Kenny and Dan Vance and the job they do is phenomenal. So, uh, the new Sentinels loss was outside the huddle.net's gain <laughs> and in Northeast Indiana's gain. But please, if you didn't know about it before, please check that out. And, uh, and we're going to talk about uh, some of that when we come back uh, from break as well about some of the, these Teams and, and what I want to do, Justin, is maybe go down the the big four conferences around Northeast Indiana, and, and talk about you know the power teams this coming season, and then uh, who might be a surprise, and then you know, but uh, but first maybe we'll talk about some of the individual players that you've already named. We don't want to give away any uh, anything that's yet to come because I think we're whittling down that top fifty. I think uh, we're descending into yeah. uh, maybe what the top twenty at this point. We're, We'll be in the teens, so yesterday we released 20 through 16. We'll do 15 through 12 today. And then starting tomorrow, we will unveil our fir- the start of our first 11, uh, which we will go one by one all the way up to, uh, in our opinion, the top player preseason in Northeast Indiana. So uh, we've been doing five at a time, but here as we get to our uh, OTH first 11, we'll do one per day leading up close to the start of the football season now just 13 days away i'll tell you what it, yeah it's uh let's keep our fingers crossed that everything goes well for high school football i know that uh, right here on espn third pregame show the parkview sports medicine pregame show the high school football game of the week broadcast with brett rump and shannon griffith and then the post game show that's going to have you know darren wright dc Hendricks. Caleb Hatch and company, John Graham, and in all, and I hope I'm not missing anybody, but uh, it, it's it's the same comprehensive seven hours of high school football that you've come to expect from ESPN Radio over the years, and uh, none of that has changed. So, and especially more important now that uh, 
well, there, there's going to be a limited, if that, uh, spectators allowed at these games. So it's going to be even more important to be able to uh, listen to the broadcast. And uh, when you're listening to ESPN, you get the best broadcast ever in uh, Northeast Indiana. So, uh, you know, just... Uh, Listen in, and all the scores and highlights will be coming your way as well. So uh, we're going to go ahead, step out, take a timeout. We'll come back with more, and uh, high school football is the topic. We'll be right back with more. You're listening to Talking Sports, presented by Automotive Color and Supply on ESPN Radio 1380 AM 100.9 FM. It's time to rethink your limits, and OPS is here to help you do it. OPS, Optimum Performance Sports, is the new standard in sports medicine and sports performance. Unfortunately, injuries are just a part of the game and can happen to anyone. The professionals at OPS work together to get you back in action and performing at your very best. From certified athletic trainers to fellowship-trained sports medicine physicians, physical therapists, and sports performance coaches, your athlete will receive the same continuum of care as the professional professionals do. Wanting to take your game to the next level? OPS offers performance classes six days a week at the newly renovated Ash Center. OPS athletes can experience real measurable results in speed, strength, and agility without increasing their risk of injury. The certified trainers at OPS use scientific methods to help you get the most out of your body. Mention this ad and you will receive one free month of training. Visit OptimumPerformanceSports.com to learn more and to start your free month today. It's no secret that business owners and entrepreneurs alike have been severely affected during these unprecedented times. Greenbox Capital is dedicated to helping you by providing fast and easy working capital loans in as little as one business day. Visit gboxcapital.com slash apply now to fill out a short form and connect with a real advisor who will walk you through the process within one hour. That's gboxcapital.com slash apply now. Our agents take the time to get to know your business and help you understand your funding and repayment options. With funding as low as $3,000, up to a half million dollars, Greenbox Capital can help with your financial needs today. Visit gboxcapital.com slash apply now. All radio listeners receive a special offer of 10% off the cost of working capital. Again, that's gboxcapital.com slash apply now. And get the business funding you need without all of the additional stress from a traditional lender. Greenbox Capital, fast funding for small businesses. Welcome back to Talking Sports, presented by Automotive Color and Supply. That's Justin Kenny from OPS over there. I'm Jim Shevlin. Thanks for tuning in as we're talking local sports of all sorts. Until the top of the hour, 10 o'clock, it's easy to get a hold of us and be part of the show. Do so via the Automotive Color and Supply text line at 46862. That's 46862. Please put TS in the front of your message so we know that, well, it is indeed for us. But we are going to be talking at this point in time high school football and one of the two primaries of OutsideTheHuddle.net has joined us in the studio, Mr. Justin Kenny. Justin, good morning. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. <laughs> I've been dying to do that. Uh, well, the uh, you know we're, we're going to get started with high school football. Yes, please. Now the IHSAA though has has come out with some parameters about spectators. Mm -hmm. And from what I gather, uh, from what I've read, the IHSAA is saying no spectators at any 
fall sporting events in in high school in Indiana through the month of August. Is this correct? Well, it's it's tough to discern because I think you look at some uh, the IHSAA basically said limited. But they're really leaving it up to the individual school systems to decide. And that really goes back to not every county is in the same situation with mm-hmm. COVID-19. You know, making a blanket um, edict for Marion County that's been hard hit is a little bit different than doing it for Jay County, a little bit doing it from Allen County, from, you know, up in the region to down in Evansville. It just, it varies all over the place. So we've we've seen that even locally with Adams County coming down with their edict, and then we've seen the SAC come out with what they're going to do. East Allen County Schools comes out with something else uh, yesterday. So we're all over the spectrum exactly in what is going to be allowed Friday nights and not allowed on Friday nights. I just find it very um, optimistic that there there's a belief that as we get further into the season, we'll be able to have more fans. I don't see anything changing over the course of nine weeks. So you take the SAC, for example, no fans first two weeks, mm-hmm. and parents and guardians the next two weeks. So week five, what you know, six weeks from now, we're going to be in a better position. Yeah, will we'll so, Governor Holcomb have moved us from 4.5 yeah. to 5 at that point? Yeah, I, we don't know. I know. So I guess that's the wait and see type thing. I just, I, 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 no, I don't see wh- either you're for fans or against fans. I don't see what changes over four or five weeks to affect your attendance policy. Either you think it's safe or you don't think it's safe. What changes over that short period of time? Right, and, and I've seen a lot of parents weigh in on social media about <laughs> yeah, this topic. Yeah, a and lot many of them. though are bringing up the point of summer baseball. Yeah, and parents, you know, and and I'm involved in coaching a, a little league team, and I mean, every time I walk into the park, I have my temp taken, and uh, you know, all the all the players have to assemble, and then we go there. You you have to wear a mask up to the the diamond and everything. The fans are not allowed in bleachers. They're in chairs uh, of that they bring themselves, the folding chairs, down the right and left field line, so they're separated, and they experience social distancing there. But they're able to see their kids play. Yeah. You know, and, and it's and – now, there is a, a cap to the facility, the location, the site. However, I don't think we've – I don't – think anybody's been turned away yet yeah uh and, and there's several diamonds at this uh this facility so uh you know i haven't seen it yet but the parents are able to watch their children and grandparents are able to watch their grandchildren play ball yeah which is awesome but, yeah so now but why does that make football different sure when you can perhaps with a little bit of of work Work the bleachers so that it's it's only accessible, you know, in in spaced out, yeah. uh, you know, proportions. And, it, and it's difficult. I think you know, ads and administration are probably saying, "Look, we're not health experts. How are we supposed to know what's right and what's wrong when we try to social distance in in the crowd?" And you know, for me, it's become frustrating with so many people being vocal that they can't go watch. And look, I totally understand. You want to go watch your kids. You want to go watch your grandkids. 24 states in the United States have pushed back football to later this year, high school football. 12 have postponed it to spring 2021 or beyond. Mm -hmm. We are in a state that's 
Uh, you know, even yesterday, Ohio comes out and says, you know, the season has been cut to six games. Everybody makes the playoffs, which in Ohio, you normally have to qualify for the playoffs. Look, our kids are going to be able to play football. Isn't that the most important thing? I mean, selfishly, yeah, we want to be there. Mm-hmm. But our kids are going to be able to play football. And I think that is the most important thing. When we hear about uh, how important it is for these kids to have this sense of community and, and being together and have these memories and all that stuff, that's what's important. And I know the parents are going to say, yeah, but we want the memories of watching our kids. I totally understand that. But the baseline uh, important feature of this whole thing is that kids, high school kids, get to go out experience a season of high school football, have those memories, compete, and grow together. And we have that. And if we have to do it with, without a single person in the, fa- in the stands, it sucks. But life sucks sometimes. And well, we have to suck it up. And at least the kids are able to go out. And, and the kids are able to go out there and the kids are able to be with their teammates, their classmates, and do it. You know, just ask someone from the class of 2020 that played baseball or softball right? last season. Yeah. You know, and, and just uh, at the last minute, essentially, through no fault of their own, had their season well, taken away. Sure. And, uh, you know, so it, from from this perspective... Let's see. And then let's let, you know, there again, logic and intelligence take over as far as social distancing. And, you know, if, if you don't want to catch something, uh, do do your part to make sure that you keep from, uh, you know, minimizing the risks yeah. of that happening. So Yeah, for sure. But let's get on to high school football and uh, the top 50. Now, you and Dan put this together. And uh, as you said, you know, we're, we're, we're getting into the teens now from our top 50. What was the criteria? Did you have, well, like when, when you and Dan rated the venues, which was um, outstanding, and we, and we spent some time with that, both the football venues and the basketball arenas, and you had a, you know, basically uh, credentials they had to meet and, and, and come up with. But uh, you had different things that they were rated on different areas. Now, uh, how did these 50 players become the 50 players? Uh, A lot of things we factored in. Uh, It is difficult to rate individuals, no matter what you're trying to do. What makes you 22 as opposed to 41 as opposed to 63, right? right? So we're not saying this. This is just our opinions on who the top 50 players are. At the end of the year, if we do one, it'll probably look completely different from our preseason one. But basically looking at on-field production over the last year, two years, it's really tough to uh, and this is more on a basketball side than football side because we see a lot of basketball players that come in as, as ninth graders, as freshmen, and they're supposed to be hyped and all this stuff. And it's tough to rate those. We don't have that as much on the football side of things. So trying to look for uh, varsity production, and, and, and that's really the end all. And, and also reaching out to the coaches. A lot of dialogue with the coaches, not just on their kids, but their other, other conference teams' kids mm-hmm. and what they think. And you can get a lot of good information from coaches when they know that they're not going to be quoted. I mean, and you can take that information and say, okay, these guys are much more intelligent than we are in knowing who is dangerous in the field and what they do and this and that. So coaches have been an invaluable resource for this whole thing and being able to put it together. And in the end, it's just something fun as we count down to the to the start of the season, both with the top 50 and the uh, top 15 teams as well. Well, and I, I guess as far as individual players, uh, you know, you have on the site, you know, uh, the, the from 20 
in. And, and of course, uh, number 20 and number 19 are both Tim Manigal's Concordia cadets. And uh, number 20, Sam Hudson, the senior DB. And then uh, Brandon Davis is number 19, the quarterback, uh, also uh, coming into his senior season. But Brandon Davis, uh, let, let's talk a little bit about him because uh, he's uh, – He's just one of those upper echelon quarterbacks making uh, making things happen for the cadets. Threw for almost 2,400 yards last year, and you know over 20 touchdowns uh, was really impressive. And he's just really one of those true dual threat guys that can take off when he needs to. Has, has incredible velocity on his throws. Sometimes too much accuracy is a problem for him. 53% completion percentage last year through 20 interceptions. That's a lot of turnovers. But you can see the pure talent that Brandon Davis has and he's also seen playing time as a freshman uh, when he was when he was backing up uh, Morrison Peter Morrison and got, and got some spot starts there and and it was a sophomore and a junior and now a senior so you expect as they grow better decision making better refinement of their abilities those inter- interception numbers will go down but anytime a kid throws for over 2400 yards particularly um, in an offense with Concordia that you don't consider high powered, although the last you know four or five years that's been proven different. But uh, he has a lot of weapons around him. Tyler Grossman back and, and Amir Drew back and, and some other guys as well. Uh, I expect Cam Johnson to break out both sides of the football this year, a senior. So he has weapons there. And Brandon Davis, I think, um, one of the most talented uh, raw talents at the quarterback position around. And, and let's talk about Sam Hudson. Uh, of course, with Concordia, a lot of these kids play both sides of the ball, and uh, he does play offense as well. But uh, uh, as, as a defensive back, he's he, he's a beast. Yeah, and and they're actually going to move Hudson from the linebacker spot to DB just because of his sideline to sideline ability and his quickness and being able to track down uh, runners. You need somebody at the back end of your defense in the SAC that when a team breaks a big run or breaks a a pass that's in space and those speedsters start getting up to speed to somebody to track them down, take the right angles to bring them down, prevent a long touchdown a year at the back end of that defense. Now, heading to number 18, uh, Columbia City, where we're going to be heading uh, for our first ESPN game of the week in a couple of weeks and 13 days to be that uh, uh, matter. Greg Bolt, the quarterback, just a junior. And this is a kid last year. It's big, tall kid, 6'5", mm-hmm. has great vision of the field. Uh, Shannon Griffith was raving about him last year as a sophomore. But Greg Bolt, uh, number 18 on your list. Has started since a fresh, since he was a freshman at Columbia City. Brett Fox will tell me uh, we have him sorely underrated at number 18. And uh, threw for over 1,700 yards last year, 21 touchdowns. Still just a junior, still growing in to his body as well at 6'5", um, but has incredible touch on his passes, um, really is able to put the ball where it needs to be for his receivers in which they don't have to break stride and can turn up field. Uh, phenomenal talent, but mentally and leadership-wise, this is a kid that's mature. He was a starter as a freshman and commanded the attention of juniors and seniors in that huddle, and he's only grown from there over the last couple of years. So uh, maturity-wise, leadership-wise, uh, and football sense-wise, uh, you know, Greg Bolt is is one of the the better uh, complete packages of quarterback around. 
Now, number 17 on the list, uh, New Haven Bulldogs head football coach Jimmy Lynn has a good one in uh, Dre Wright. Uh, both sides of the ball, linebacker, running back. But uh, tell us a little bit about Dre. When you look at players that have instinctual uh, sense of football, you look at Dre Wright and being able to diagnose run or and pass after a snap. And there's arguably no one better at doing that and quicker than Dre Wright. And not only is he have that football acumen to uh, break those plays down as they happen, but also the athleticism to close and make a play. I mean, the closing speed for Dre Wright is phenomenal. He can run hash to hash as quick as anybody around, regardless of conference. And uh, when you put him on the turf that we see in East Allen on county schools, and particularly at New Haven, uh, that athleticism really surges. He's one of those guys that we heard a lot back that, that probably should be higher, but uh, was a phenomenal player in the middle of that uh, defense last year for New Haven. And uh, see some spot action as well at running back, too. Um, but, um, you know, rushed for almost 400 yards a year ago. But uh, really going to command that defense of New Haven as we expect the Bulldogs dogs to step up and, and potentially challenge the East Noble and Leo there in, in the Northeast State. Of course, number uh, 16 on the list, Drew Stutzman, South Adams senior wide receiver, cornerback. And uh, I, I love the quote from uh, South Adams coach Grant Moser saying that the Stu is a 5A, 6A wide receiver playing at a 1A school. You know, what you hear a lot of times when you have these these 1A juggernauts, uh, but, you know, the the naysayers are going, well, if they played in the SAC, they'd be, they'd be lower tier yeah. probably. You know, but... There are some players on on these teams that, regardless of what uh, what class they may be in currently and who they can play with, and, and many have shown that they can play at the at the D one D two level in in such uh, in in college football as well. But Drew Stutzman, South Adams, and in, in South Adams, this is the year they're yeah. looking for. Yeah, you know, Stutz is a perfect combination of of you know, speed. He has great hands. He has great size. He he can you know, break off a uh, an inside route and, and cut it off and, and really make a good play over the middle of the field. And he can also uh, kill you over the top going deep. And you need uh, a guy, you need safety help on Stutzman when he's li- lying up on the outside. You can have a corner, but he has so fast of acceleration that he can get past that corner and you need deep safety help on him. Uh, he finished you know, 766 receiving yards last year in an offense that had a wealth of weapons. I expect Stutz to go over 1,000 yards this year with ease. Half of his catches last year, he had 32 receptions. 16 of them went for touchdowns. So half of his receptions That's were That's incredible when you think about last that. Last year. So, yeah, Stutz is, you put him on Homestead and a Carroll and a Snyder and a Dwyer, he's just getting all the love uh, out of Fort Wayne that he would. But he's down in Adams County. He's playing a 1A schedule for South Adams. He's kind of buried down there, but... Guaranteed. Go out and check out a game this year in Burn if you can, and check out Stutzman, along with a bunch of other talented guys around him of South Adams. We're going to go ahead, step out, take a break, and we'll come back. And uh, when we do, let's let's break down some of the the, the hot teams uh, that at least we think are going to be hot teams in the in the Big Four conferences this season. We'll do that when we return. You're listening to Talking Sports, presented by Automotive Color and Supply on ESPN Radio 1380 AM 100.9 FM. If you looked at your 
or homeowner's insurance rate lately? Think it's about time to get a competitive quote? Call the Wise Insurance Agency today at 260-747-5373. Located at 7410 Bluffton Road, Wise Insurance is a local company that's been in business for 25 years. Being an independent agent working with over 15 A-plus rated carriers allows Coach Ron Wise to assess your needs and determine the best option for you to give you maximum coverage with the most affordable premiums. The Wise Insurance Agency also offers motorcycle, RV, and watercraft insurance, as well as renter's insurance, flood, and umbrella policies. Multi-policy discounts are also available, and make sure to ask Ron about the good student discount up to 20%. Let Coach Wise show you the fundamentals of getting the right insurance. Don't put it off. Contact Coach Ron and the Wise Insurance Agency team today at 260-747-5373 or find them online at thewiseinsuranceagency.com. BetMGM Sports wants you to start out with amazing odds on this week's most anticipated matchup. New customers have a chance to win $100 in free bets when they place a $1 bet on the Pacers-Lakers game. And if either team hits a three, you win $100. Use bonus code DC100. All you have to do is sign up and make your first wager to take advantage of this offer. An August packed with basketball, baseball, and hockey happens once in a lifetime. So don't miss this chance to get a piece of the action at BetMGM with live betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code DC100 to win $100 in free bets when you wager $1 on the Pacers-Lakers game. And if either team is a three, you win. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older and physically located in Indiana. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Talking Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply. Saturday, August 8, 2020. 13 days away from the opening of high school football in the state of Indiana. And ESPN Radio will be right there on the call at uh, Columbia City uh, for that contest. Opening that stadium. Brand that? new digs. First time ever Columbia City and Cherubusco have ever played each other. They're 25 minutes away. From each other. Incredible. First time. So should be a good one. And, and of course, uh, you know, we just talked about the the Columbia City quarterback, Greg Bolt, and just, uh, you know, just in Cherubusco, always, yeah. always tough. So it should be a dandy there. Uh, make sure you tune in uh, to ESPN 1380 100.9 FM for all the coverage of that in less than two weeks. Yeah, and I texted uh, Paul Sade, I think yesterday or Thursday. All of a sudden it hit me because one of the rules now with COVID is prepackaged food at the concession stands, right? And what do we have at Cherubusco? Fresh pork burgers being made on the grill, you know? Uh-huh. So technically those cannot be served. And that's, so, that's some of your best. That's right. So I started panicking. So, you know, we're not, no, we're not going to have pork burgers. And Paul Sade, you say, we haven't figured it out yet. Maybe we can cook them beforehand and have them on hand packaged or whatever so there's the hope that there will be fresh pork burgers at uh, at busco but you won't be able to uh you know walk by the grill and and see it and smell it as you walk Have in. the aroma wafting yes that's right okay well, let's talk about some of the teams and i wanted to go down the four conferences and uh in in the uh the upper echelon the elites the powers who's go- who's got the the 
the horses this year and who might surprise. And uh, instead of uh, what we usually do with the SE, let's start out with the NE8. The NE8, it, uh, always an interesting conference. East Noble has, uh, has has done pretty much everything they had to do in, in just about every sport, it seems like, lately. But uh, let's talk about the NE8 sure. and, and the power teams there because uh, there there's there's more than one. There is. I mean, you look at East Noble's dominance last year, going 14 and one and sweeping the Northeast State, gets down to the state championship game in 4A, and you have to put them atop the league to start the year as the proverbial favorites. But they lose a Bailey Parker and some other huge pieces to that team. But they have so many guys coming back that it's difficult to put anybody above them and and you look offensively uh justin marcellus who was shut down in that 4a game and got hurt but what i think is really going to be a breakout season for him at the running back position kind of overshadowed last year by parker and defensively i really think while we saw the defense was really good for east noble they were kind of uh, usurped by that offense that just put up phenomenal numbers mm-hmm. a year ago but i think that defense is going to lead the way particularly early rowan zolman at the back end of that defense is probably the best player that nobody's heard of. Started as a sophomore last year. He's going to end up one of the better players uh, in the area by the end of the season. So East Noble still got plenty of firepower. You put them up atop the conference. But, you know, spoiler alert, as we count down our top 15, there are six NE8 schools in our top 15. That's how really? balanced and, and competitive we see the Northeast State. I think... Uh, I think last year it was more exciting week to week than the SAC, and I feel the same way about 2020. I feel the Northeast State's going to be a phenomenal conference to watch week in and week out. Well, and of course East Noble, but uh, but you you know you already mentioned New Haven, yeah, and Leo, I being ready, Leo. What about you know is is someone like Norwell? Uh, going to be able to because uh, they played a lot of young kids last year. Yeah, will Norwell be able to come up and compete? Yeah, uh, is is are they ready? Well, you know, I see a lot of similarities between what we saw with DeKalb over the last three years and what we saw mm-hmm. from Norwell over the previous two years. So um, DeKalb goes from, I think, three wins to five wins to eight wins last season. And then you look at the last two years for Norwell, I think it was two wins. They go five and six last year. And then you come into a year where they have a senior quarterback in Eli Riley who threw for a lot of yards last year and is experienced. You bring a thousand-yard uh, rusher back in Max Ringer. You have Joel Ring Berger on that offense that is very experienced. It's a very, very talented group led by a bunch of seniors and some juniors, similar to what we saw at the DeKalb last year when they won eight wins, uh, won eight games. So I see Norwell agree with you. Those That's the team that I'm watching to jump in, maybe not into the upper echelon. I think East Noble and Leo can separate themselves from everyone else, similar to last year. Maybe you throw New Haven in the mix, uh, depending if they if they unleash Jakar Williams at QB. Um, but I really feel like Norwell could be the best of the rest, so to speak, in there with the Calb and uh, and Columbia City. Okay, so so it's not guaranteed win night for the upper echelon teams. That's right uh, in the NEA this year, is it? perhaps had been, let's say, the past couple of seasons yeah. when they played you know, certain teams that were young and inexperienced. So uh, you're just getting a, a wealth of experience throughout there and a lot of minutes played last year by kids that are returning. So Sure. And you think, you know, you look at Leo 
And you got Jackson Barber year two of being a quarterback. He's going to settle in there a little bit better. Um, you know, you have to replace some pieces. Um, you have, you know, maybe some concerns uh, outside and who are these weapons going to be. Uh, but defensively, I think Leo is, is absolutely stacked. And, uh, you know, I've already cir- circled it a week five, week six since he's Noble and Leo. That could be for the NEA championship out of Leo. Hopefully by then we have fans in the stands and it will be a phenomenal atmosphere. But uh, New Haven is also the other team to watch five and six last year, but they bring back a lot of production. And uh, I-, I think Jakar Williams is the key at quarterback. I mean, he made some mistakes last year, but as a junior um, really could have that breakout year that we've expected him to have this year. And, and talking to other coaches in the conference, they the, if they have to identify a single player as the scariest player in the Northeast State, they're pointing at Jakar Williams because of his skill set and what he can do. It's just that consistency that we need to see from him. Now, the Summit Athletic Conference, uh, of course, you know, you've always got Homestead. You've got Carroll. You've got DeWanger. You've got Snyder, you know. Are, are the top four still the top four, or are we going to have uh, some surprises? What about some of the teams, uh, you know, a north side yeah. team? The Legends came on second half of the season last year after uh, running the gauntlet, I think, in their first right. weeks of the season yeah. with their schedule. But, uh, you know, talk, talk about the Summit Athletic Conference and what you see unfolding here. Usual suspects at the top. I look at Bishop DeWanger as the most complete football team on paper entering the season. They bring up so, back so much experience on both sides of the football. Uh, up front, they're big, they're strong, their physical drop back a little bit. They have to replace Luke Goody, a quarterback. But Homestead always finds somebody that can throw for 2,000 yards. That shouldn't be an issue. Um, but finding guys to replace the lost production up front, uh, guys like Cam Rogers that were so good, Jake Archbold as well, who can that identify to be those next guys? to step up for them. I think uh, you know Braden Hardwick is going to be humongous for Homestead. Missed most of the last year with a, with an injury and got hurt, but was just tearing up defenses before that. Uh, Snyder, you, you don't hear a lot of hype around Snyder because there's not a lot of skill players returning that are high profile, but we know that Snyder just reloads, so Snyder will be there. Sure. That's fine. Uh, DJ Moore is, 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 uh, is the best D1 prospect that we have in Northeast Indiana right now. Just most recently got an uh, offer from Ohio State uh, to, to play up front. So uh, th- you mentioned Northside. And and their the first three games are just that gauntlet that's uh that's a Dewanger Snyder Carroll is their first three games or is it Snyder I think it's Snyder Dewanger Snyder Dewanger Snyder yeah. Snyder Dewanger Carroll and last year they were zero three and got shut out in all three games and talking to Mike Brevard, he said you know we lost almost a dozen kids over those first three weeks because it was like you know Northside sucks again you know we're done and then they come out and they finish what with five, four wins if we go in four and six. There's considerable excitement around North. Deuce Taylor is is a phenomenal quarterback. I just need to see it on the field first before I'm going to buy into it. I'm I'm encouraged by what I see out of North, excited about what I see. But can they come out and compete against Snyder in week one? I mean, last year they get just just housed week two at Shields Field against DeWanger, and then they come back and compete against DeWanger in the sectional. Yes. And I think it was a 34-22 game. So that's how much Northside grew over the course of last year's season. Have they taken that next step in the offseason? I think it's tough to say yes without seeing it, but they got an excellent opportunity to prove it week one, week two. 
Let's go ahead and step out, take a break. We'll come back and we'll talk about the ACAC and the NECC. And uh, that'll about do it for the show. But it's a big, uh, big segment coming up. We'll uh, step out and return with more. You're listening to Talkin' Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply on ESPN Radio 1380 AM 100.9 FM. The NASCAR Xfinity Series. Briscoe loses control. He gets into the side of Allmendinger. Allmendinger slides down across the racetrack. Is at Road America. Maybe pulls a crossover to make contact off the bumper. Here comes Bell. He's right on the back bumper. Who will be the next series regular to punch their ticket to the playoffs? It's the NASCAR Xfinity Series at Road America, Saturday morning at 1130 on the Motor Racing Network. On Fort Wayne Sports Station, ESPN Radio 1380 and 100.9 FM. Hey guys, in need of a haircut? Whether it's too long, unmanageable, or showing the results of a at-home haircut, there's good news. Honeycuts is now open. You need stylists that specialize in men's cuts. And Honeycuts is your men's haircut headquarters with over 40 years experience. Getting back to normal is about getting your look back to normal. And Honeycuts is now open and operating under Indiana guidelines. Clean, safe, and socially distanced. Honeycuts stylists are taking appointments right now. Don't wait. Call 444-5484. Honeycuts has an open, relaxed setting with TVs at every station. At Honeycuts, you'll get a free hot neck shave, free wash, free scalp massage, and free style with your haircut. Great haircuts for men and boys. Honeycuts. Call 444-5484-444-5484 for your appointment. On Illinois Road, by Scott Road. Call 444-5484 for your appointment today. Honeycuts. Great haircuts for men. Make your appointment now. Airstrip Attack returns to the Marion, Indiana Airport August 15th and 16th, a fast-paced racing event with some of the fastest, most powerful cars in the world. Presented by Revolution and Shift Sector. Get details at showmegrandcounty.com. Grand County, Indiana. Classic, cool. Back to Talking Sports, presented by Automotive Color and Supply. Along with Justin Kenny from OPS, I'm Jim Shovel, and thanks for tuning in as we're talking local sports of all sorts until 10 o'clock. All right. Before we uh, get back to the ACAC and NECC, I want to talk about my friends at Culligan. And did you know... Uh, well, er, let me ask you a question first. When was the last time... If you have a water softener, when was the last time you had your water softener inspected by a trained professional because Culligan does this twenty nine ninety five for this service and it could be the best investment you ever made to find out if your water softener is cooking along and keeping your water soft or if it's on its last legs or you know may have already gone by the wayside and you didn't know it but for twenty nine ninety five our friends at Culligan will check out your current water softener regardless of make or model it doesn't have to be a Culligan they'll they'll check the connections and fittings and then the, the control mechanism dosage frequency of regeneration everything everything that they know about that you don't need to know about 
and they will take care of things for you. Give them a call, 484-8668. That's 484-8668 for Culligan. And now, if you're considering updating your old softener, Culligan's high-efficiency water softeners have attained Consumer Digest Best Buy Award. And I am proud to say I have one of those at my house, a high-efficiency water softener. I love it. 484-8668, Culligan of Fort Wayne. Give your people Culligan water. All right, Justin Kenny from OutsideTheHuddle.net on to the Allen County Athletic Conference. And uh, it, even though it's the Allen County Athletic Conference, Adams County has kind of uh, been supreme yes. lately. Yeah, and I, I don't see that changing this year. It came down to South Adams, Adams Central a year ago. And, and Adams Central was expected to have a reloading year last year. We felt, okay, uh, they graduated a lot of production, and maybe they'd fall off a little bit. Ended up going 12-2. and two, uh, Took down South Adams in the uh, regional round after losing to them by 28 in the regular season. And uh, gave LCC, Lafayette Central Catholic, a game in the semi-state before falling so uh you feel okay adam central's gonna be there then this year but talking to michael mosier yesterday head coach of adam central flying jets he said look we didn't lose a lot last year uh from last year but what we did lose was big they lose uh ben voral who was uh, a bookend d end that uh really uh, teams couldn't run either side. Ben was on mm-hmm. one side. Joe Collier was on the other. Joe's back this year, but now teams could run away from Joe Collier. They couldn't run away from one of those last year. So they're trying to identify a bookend to partner with Joe Collier. But a big one is Dallas Schwaller, who stepped in at quarterback last year. He was a scout guy. He was he was really had the football intelligence to step right in and, and run that offense. And, he, and and Coach Mosier said, look, we don't beat Northfield in the sectional last year without uh, Dallas Schwaller making some huge plays for us vertically, which is so unlike uh, Adam Central football. They want to run it down your throat. So when you look at what they bring back, you're excited by guys like, uh, like, like Alex Curry and you're excited by Blake Hirely, these guys that ran for 1,000 yards, 1,500 yards last year, but without a quarterback, and they have a quarterback competition right now between Ryan Black and Josh Mosier, Michael's son, um, if they can't identify somebody that can come in and step in and run that offense and command the huddle, then that's a problem. Because in 1A football, you only field, what, 40, 45 guys? So even when you lose a couple guys, it magnifies right. that loss. At, at Bishop DeWanger, you lose a couple guys, you can replace them, even if they're up right next man guys. up, yeah. Exactly. A little bit more difficult in 1A. So while Adam Central returns a ton... South Adams is still absolutely loaded with Jay, with James Arnold at quarterback and can throw for 8,000 yards if he wanted to. And just all those weapons are back for South Adams. Meanwhile, Adams Central, while you look at it and say production's back, some of the most important positions are up for grabs. And that's why I expect AC to be there and, and compete with South Adams. But I think people are overlooking the loss of those guys like Ben Voro and Dallas Schwaller. And, and, of course, the rest of the ACAC, uh, you know, the Bluffton Tigers. You know, what are their fortunes uh, yeah. under, under new leadership? And, you know, with the and, – and also, I mean, the Woodland Warriors. Sure. What is the loss of Sherwood Haydock going to mean, plus a big graduation loss, yeah. too, as well, uh, to them being able to compete like they have been? I, I see Woodland – 
trying to claw their way back. They had those couple really good classes and really good talents, particularly when they got down to the state championship game a couple years ago. And that talent has kind of dried up in terms of the the high-end talent that they had and the amount of it it had. Still plenty of guys that can play football at Woodland. It's just that you have a couple special groups that occasionally come through. We're Mm -hmm. seeing that at South Adams right now uh, with their groups. So, uh, you know, Woodland has to climb back. They're going to have a change, a little bit of a change of philosophy with Sherwood now over at Wayne. And then you look at Bluffton with Coach Kunkel, and you bring back Hayden Nern at quarterback. Right, you got, yeah. And you have uh, Cody Middlestead at running back. I, I think maybe they could be the best of the rest, won seven games last year. I still see a significant gap between Bluffton and the two AC schools. Bluffton had a couple prime opportunities last year to prove that they could play with those teams and couldn't step up to the challenge. So... Uh, that's the goal for Kunks over at Bluffton is, man, we have to find a way to compete with those teams. And, and it's really finding a way for your kids to believe. And once they do that, then you can bring them along. So uh, some interesting stuff elsewhere with, in, with Heritage and Casey Kolkman now over there. You expect to turn around. That um, may take a couple years, but uh, they got a kid in Keel Eldridge, a, uh, a a defensive lineman that uh, already has an offer from Purdue as a junior. I mean, he's going to be a phenomenal talent, so some talent out at Heritage as well. So uh, while the top of the conference, I think, is set, with uh, those Adams County teams, uh, there should be some uh, interesting storylines there back three through seven. On to the NECC uh, quickly. Uh, Angola, Cherubusco, uh, part of uh, in, in, in elite. I, I mean, are are they reloading? Uh, yeah. What what uh, what are the fortunes here? Well, we saw Angola go four and six last year after you know back to back undefeated seasons. Right. So it was is a bit drop back down to earth for Angola. We'll see if Andy Thomas can get that team back. I expect them to be back in the mix in the big division of the NECC. You look at West Noble that went ten and one, four and zero in the in that big division. They lose Brandon Pruitt. They lose Josh Gross, some other guys, but Braxton Pruitt, younger brother of Brandon, uh, is a phenomenal player. Uh, dominated on defense. He'll pick up where Brandon left off at running back this year. So we'll see if West Noble can stay up there. Small school division, I see Eastside as, as kind of the favorite there. I think Cherubusco has to reload a little bit. Maybe Central Noble bounces back as well after a two-win season. But uh, but I like East Noble, or excuse me, Eastside and uh, Coach Todd Mason, his group. I think they're the class of the small division this year. Well, there you have it with Justin Kenny from outside the huddle.net's uh, uh, summation of uh, what we might see. This uh, this coming season in high school football and uh, and let's let's just keep our fingers crossed for let's, uh, yeah, a, let's an uninterrupted season and one that goes uh, even better than we're expecting it to be. And my goodness, uh, I think all these kids and, and a lot of high school football sports fans deserve this as well. Sure, and, and you know, talking to Coach Mosier yesterday at Adam Central, I asked him, you know, real quick, I said, you know, what what are you expecting Friday nights with with no fans or little fans? You you, you can actually rely on Friday Night Lights atmospheres to hype up your players, right? Now you're well, not going to have that, at least for the first half of the year. So how do you combat that? And he's like, you know, I, don't, I have no idea. <laughs> it's just uncharted territory for everybody. I don't know how my kids are going to react. I don't know how our coaches are going to react. How do we approach Fridays when you're running out of the tunnel into an empty stadium? Yeah. So I think every coach is dealing with that unknown right now, and it could lead to some interesting um, you know, games and interesting final scores, I think, when you take that part of Friday nights out. 
but at least our kids are playing. But yeah, but but hopefully the kids run out of the tunnel and they see their opponent, and that gets them just as jacked up as as what they would have been uh, uh, almost with fans in the stands. But yeah, there there's nothing quite like the fans uh, cheering on the home team. And uh, my goodness, uh, it well. We're, we're, we're going to see it. It's going you know, to play out, and I'm glad it's going to. Yeah. And let's let's see what uh, what does indeed unfold. But uh, that's going to do it for talking sports for Saturday, August eighth. Thanks so much to Justin Kenny. Uh, his return from vacation. He looks uh, tanned and rested, and uh, all that other good stuff. But. Uh, and thanks to you for the listener uh, tuning in each and every week to Talk in Sports, presented by Automotive Color and Supply. So until next week, oh, in which we will have Mr. Joe Rudolph, head of officiating uh, for the Northeast Indiana officials uh, in studio. He will be talking with us about the officiating uh, in Northeast Indiana in high school sports and uh, in the need for more officials. So we'll talk to Joe next week. Looking forward to that. Until next week, have a great week, everybody. With the return of sports upon us, those of us here at Federated Media have been busy welcoming new podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.